Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Upstream podcast. I'm your host, Prema Gurunathan, Managing Director of Upstream. Upstream is a partnership between Imperial College London and Hammersmith and Fulham, and our aim is to turn the borough into a leading destination for the science, tech, and creative industries, with a particular mission to transforming White City into an innovation district. We're now on to drumroll. Episode 6 of our Discovery series, which aims to shine a light and allow you to hear from the innovative organisations based in Hammersmith and Fulham. Before I introduce today's guest, a word of thanks to our sponsors, Mitsui, Fudosan and Stanhope, who have given us use of this podcast box in White City Place, as well as an engineer each time to ensure the recording goes smoothly. The engineer bit is particularly helpful, as one stereotype I do fulfil is being clueless around technology. This is, of course, in sharp contrast with today's guest, Mimi Moyo, and she's an engineer at Pure Affinity. Pure Affinity is a startup based at the Translation and Innovation Hub, which is part of Imperial's White City campus. Pure Affinity is an advanced material startup that aims to tackle water pollution, one of the most serious emerging threats the world faces today by tackling emerging contaminants. Um, this summer, it secured £2.8 million uh, investment in an oversubscribed seed round from leading sustainability investors. Congratulations. Drum roll number two. And welcome, Michelle. Thank Mimi, you for having Mimi. me. Thank you. Right. Um, so first up, um, could you tell us a bit more about Pure Affinity, when and why it was set up and what it seeks to do? Okay, so um, at Pure Affinity, our main focus is to protect the um, environment as well as human health. And we've set out to do this by bioengineering an adsorbent material that is used in contaminated water sources. So this, um, these contaminants that we call uh, micropollutants, they're namely uh, PFAS compounds. I'm sure some people may not be aware of what that is. Um, so I'll just briefly kind of go into what kind, what kind of industries they're used in. Um, so they can be found in like airports and um, even military bases. This is due to like extensive use of firefighting foams and they contain these PFAS compounds. Mm -hmm. And because they're very difficult to kind of break down and they're very persistent as well, they kind of infiltrate water that's underground. And then that means that you can't kind of expel that water back into the river, so it needs to be treated. And then even closer to home, these chemicals are also used in everyday things, Mm -hmm. like nonstick cookware. They're used in food packaging as well and also in um, water-resistant clothing. So they're quite prominent, but we need to find... um, kind of a way to get rid of them so that they don't exist in the environment. And um, because it's a very critical issue, um, a team of students at Imperial College back in 2014 Mm -hmm. kind of came up with this idea on how to solve this problem. So they entered uh, a competition called the iGEM, which is one of the world's largest uh, synthetic biology competition. And so they uh, went with that idea and um, they didn't manage to secure the first place. They came second, which is still good. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I think after that, they knew that they had uh, a very concrete idea and they decided to take it forward to um, an accelerator program that was run by Imperial College London. And after that, they had to then give a pitch to kind of explain why this idea was such mm. a good thing to pursue. Um, then again, they didn't win the final pitch. But I think they still, because they knew it was such a crucial thing yeah. that they had to do, so they kept persisting and persevering. Mm-hmm. And that led to Pure Affinity, which was then called Custom M, being incorporated in 2015 with um, proof of concept funding from one of our partners, which yeah. is Simbi City. Okay. So, yeah. And okay. we're here now, yeah. Awesome. 
And for the non-scientists amongst our listeners, can you set out in layman's terms, as in will be understood by a 14-year-old, <laughs> the science behind what Pure Affinity does? Okay, so um, I think... The one way I can put an analogy to this is, um, I don't know how, usually when you're um, laying out, uh, kind of solve a puzzle, mm -hmm. like literally puzzle pieces. So what I normally do is put the kind of outer edges of those puzzle pieces and then you kind of have the border so you know what you're working with. So I would describe that border as kind of the um, the 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 material that we use, just the substance, and then we, you kind of start to add the other different pieces into the puzzles, and you add them in such a way that they fit specifically, obviously, to that piece. So then that's what we do. We add chemicals to that little um, um, material so that it has the capacity to kind of capture those um, 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 substances that are harmful in the environment. So one way I would describe it is that once you start adding the pieces, they have to fit specifically to a specific um, space because the puzzle is cut in that shape. Mm -hmm. So then that's how a material works as well. So it targets those specific contaminants that are in water and they literally fit exactly so that we remove them from the water. And I think that's the simplest way that I can kind of describe how the science behind that works. Mm, thank you for that. <laughs> I think I understood that. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, next question. Pure Affinity has recently raised 2.8 million. Um, the question is, which areas are going to receive the most investment within the company? And how do you plan to achieve your target growth in the next 12 to 18 months? Right. Um, so it's quite a big investment that we managed to accrue and it will be geared mainly towards scale up of our current facilities as well as um, in-house capabilities in terms of kind of testing the material. And um, this will kind of allow us to um, gain proof of concept of our product with our current partners. So we're working with various partners to kind of deploy our material out so that they can test it. And then once that is done, that will um, kind of lead into us um, into the market, so it'll open up a channel okay, in the market right, for yeah, us, yeah. Mm -hmm. and that will kind of help us accelerate our growth because it's obviously a very um, serious problem that we're trying to solve. And um, in America, they've um, launched some regu regulatory limits for these um, compounds, so we know that there's definitely going so to be a market. market thing, it's a very it? key market. So the material that we're producing now is kind of um, it's going to be state of the art. So if we manage to get proof of concept for that, we'll be able to definitely get our foot into the market. Excellent. And is the UK and perhaps continental Europe another place you're looking at, or is it going to be uh, very much focused on the US due to the regulatory? Uh, I think definitely yeah. initially the, um, the US, but there's also um, some partners that we have in Europe as well. So it's a kind of a worldwide okay. issue or problem. So anywhere, any place, our material will be able to kind of assist in um, solving this problem. The Pure Affinity team is 50% men, 50% women. Well done. Mm -hmm. And... How do you think this has affected the dynamics of the company and what do you think it has enabled the company to achieve, perhaps via a regular biotech company, which is, I think, really has a ratio more skewed towards men? 100%. I definitely agree with that. I think a lot of um, kind of science-y um, industries have predominantly men mm -hmm. working. And I think at Pure Affinity, it's very different. So we do have a ratio of 50-50 um, women to men. And um, for me, working in an environment that is not gender biased has kind of allowed me to kind of explore the way that I think. So it kind of provides an open um, way of communicating with other team members. And um, 
I believe that having that kind of balance between women and men, it also allows us to have kind of different points of view and different approaches to the way we solve problems, obviously, because we have different life experiences. And um, I think another layer I would like to add to that as well is that at Pure Affinity, the team is like extremely diverse. We're very multicultural. We've got people from um, different ethnic backgrounds. Um, we've got someone from Venezuela. I've got people from Israel, mm -hmm. Denmark. I'm from Zimbabwe personally. Mm -hmm. So I think those different life experiences and backgrounds kind of um, spark a creative an innovative environment where we can tackle problems in a kind of more effective way. That's really inspiring. Yeah. Um, perhaps a slightly more um, personal question, which is how did you end up at Pure Affinity? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I graduated two years ago from Swansea University. And um, because chemical engineering is such a broad subject, you could literally do anything in any industry, food, oil and gas. Right. And um, so I wasn't really sure what I wanted to get into. And um, I started working for um, Merck, where I was just doing mm -hmm. quality um, control. And um, it was a nice way to gain some experience. But then after a while, I started thinking, um, kind of securing a job where I had more of a challenge and the work that I was doing could actually impact people. Mm -hmm. So I found um, an ad for Pure Affinity on LinkedIn. And then I read through the website, I read through the description, it sounded very good, it sounded exciting. And the fact that it was a startup and a small company, you know, that you get to interact with everyone and learn different parts of the mm -hmm. business. Um, so I joined in just, I think, under a year ago. And it's been um, it's been a great experience, everyday new challenges. Um, but um, I think the team of people that we have is a very strong team and we always manage to kind of pull through and solve any problems that we may encounter. Um, broader question, mm -hmm. public policy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, did you study here or did you study back in Zimbabwe? So I studied for, so for, I started, well, GCSE, I started in Zimbabwe yeah. and then kind of midway, I moved to the UK, so I kind of had to catch up. So I kind of had like six months to study like two years worth of GCSE oh, work. Wow. Yeah, so I had to really put my head down and kind of focus and managed to get it done. Okay. So it wasn't wasn't too bad. Right, so you know what I'm talking about when I say, you know, the number of girls taking STEM subjects at GCSEs mm -hmm. has actually soared, I think, in the last two, three years. Yeah. And girls are also closing the gap between them and boys in regards to the top grades achieved. Mm -hmm. um, what is the one piece of advice you'd give parents and teachers of girls to encourage them to go into a science career and allied to that what was your experience of studying science and uh, studying engineering really at university okay so I think um, the first kind of piece of advice would be to give to um, these actual young girls that want to study these STEM subjects and I would say that if you have um, a keen interest in STEM um, in the STEM field and you know that you kind of have a knack for it don't let any gender biases kind of limit you into um, going into those fields and um, for teachers I would definitely advise them to be mentors to these girls as well and then make sure that they kind of equip them with the necessary skills that they'll need mm -hmm. um, in terms of networking and then building relationships with people that are experts in the STEM subjects because I know for a fact that will help them down the line in their careers and for parents I think just in encourage encourage yeah. your daughters you know and reassure them that they are more than capable of excelling in this field. Which actually before we came on air we had a discussion that we're both yeah. uh, daughter of daughters of accountants exactly. and whose parents yeah. advised us not to go into they accountancy <laughs> but you were going to study history or something like that at mm -hmm. university and your mother actually looked pointedly at UN. Yep she what did. did she, do? she she you know I, I mean literally she literally just gave me a look and then I had to kind of reassess and I was like okay you know what maybe these science subjects mm -hmm. might be something 
interesting. And um, I think sometimes parents can see our potential more than we can. So I think definitely her kind of guiding me and allowing me to kind of explore different avenues is the reason that I'm here today. And I'm kind of glad that she did that. So I would say to parents, definitely encourage your daughters and um, make sure you kind of tell them they're capable of doing anything that they want to do. And I think Mimi's also saying thank you, Mum. Yeah, um, definitely, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get that one in. Um, so what is your experience of studying engineering at university? So at university, I think it's um, I think it's quite a common thing when studying any of these STEM subjects. Literally, there was a handful of, um, I think, girls in, in our year. So maybe like... I don't know, maybe 10 to one, ten to 100 ratios, so literally a handful of um, female students. And I think even when you look at like the faculty as well, like most of the lecturers were males. I think in the whole four years I was at Swansea, I had maybe two female lecturers. So I think there's definitely a gap there that we kind of need to start to close. And that's why I would encourage um, any girls that are interested in STEM subjects to definitely pursue that avenue and kind of start to fill those gaps. Um, Finally, mm-hmm. let's come to the fun bit, the rapid Yay. fire fun round. <laughs> so no thinking, just okay. answer. Godfather or Star Wars? I'll be very honest, I've never seen any of those, so I'll go with Godfather. We're going to have to remedy this. Uh, Haribos or hula hoops? Hula hoops. Climb up a mountain or jump from a plane? Jump from a plane, 100%. I agree with you. What's for dinner tonight? Water. Water. I'm on a diet. Oh, <laughs> painful question, shouldn't passed. Um, would you rather cuddle a baby panda or a baby penguin if a towel is provided? Baby panda. Pandas still have it. <laughs> right, thank you to our guest today, Mimi Moyo thank from Pure Affinity. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.